All right, folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I'm excited to discuss this Denver Nuggets practice as we discuss what happened at practice today. Uh, that'll be just the first segment. I don't want to over-discuss uh, that or anything like that. I do want to take the majority of this podcast and discuss the defense because I think we have now reached a point, 26 games into the season, where the data for what it is, it's still pretty early in the season, but there's starting to be some solidity to what we're seeing. There's starting to be some trends, and I can say some stuff without necessarily reacting and saying, oh, this is small sample size. It is still a small sample size, but we are now a third of the way or very close to a third of the way through the season. And because of that, the Nuggets are now at that stage where they've got to make some changes. They've got to make some adjustments to what is going on. Or do they? Do they actually have to do that? We'll discuss it all in the second and third segments. But for now, I want to go over what was said at practice today kind of the vibes of practice. Most important thing for your knowledge of the practice today is that it was a rest day. This was more of a film day, player development kind of day. You get a quick lift in, you watch, you recover, you don't necessarily go live. That was the goal of today's Nuggets practice. I wrote about it today over at milehighsports.com. Make sure to go check that out. But trying to do a little bit more reporting, especially over this last week, being kind of in the building for some interesting things, wanted to be able to share it with all of you. So make sure to go check that out for sure. But I think the most important thing to take from Mike Malone is the opening quote that I use. We've got so many guys banged up. We did no live stuff, stayed away from contact, watched some film from the last game, some cleanups for where we have to get better at. Another quote. I think eight years ago, when we had a three-day break, I probably would have wanted to practice three hours a day. And then we get to Wednesday night, and we'd be tired, and I'd be like, why are we so tired? Mike Malone sort of understands now, uh, both he, he has grown as a coach, and I think some of the mistakes that he made back a few years ago, he's not necessarily making now. But most of the time, or most of the season, he has taken a different approach a different mentality with this group, saying that, hey, this is a veteran team. They should understand what to do. They know how to handle their business. And that was a good transition time during training camp where defense, it didn't necessarily matter as much. Uh, You're playing against your own guys. You can try and be competitive in practice. But there were definitely, like, it was a pretty relatively easy transition period because of all of the veteran players that have been around the block and done this before. But now you get into the regular season and everybody's already tired. It's not abnormal based off of Denver's schedule, based off of how many road games that they've had to play. They have always known that they were going to be in a position like this. It's why the minutes... For Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, KCP, the minutes for those guys are relatively down. Just kind of looking at what they probably should be playing versus how much they actually are playing. If you're looking to win games, if you're looking to maximize, you'd probably play those guys a little bit more than the Nuggets are. But I think Michael Malone has taken a pretty disciplined viewpoint 
from the rotation perspective and said, we are going to play our starters a little bit less. We're going to play the bench a little bit more. We are not going to go to the nine-man rotation as much. We are going to try to play our guys less. And while that has led to some bad bench performances, it's led to a couple losses here or there, a couple extra losses, I feel like it is intentional because the Nuggets know how long the season is. They know that they're trying to work back Murray. They're trying to, now they have to get Porter back into the building. And there's just been a lot that they've had to deal with from a rest perspective that I don't think Michael Malone has ever had to do before. So it's an interesting wrinkle, not necessarily the most important thing in terms of how the team is playing, but that was one thing that came from today. The next most important thing that came from today, Michael Porter Jr. update. Porter is on the mend. I thought that he'd be back on Wednesday. I thought that Saturday, this last Saturday, was kind of pushing it, but I did expect him after these next three off days to be back on Wednesday. That is probably not going to happen. Uh, He's dealing with a left heel strain. It has evolved from a contusion. Still not exactly sure what that looks like, but it's clearly very painful. And Michael Malone came to his defense at this point and said, hey, look, the injury that he's dealing with, it's making it difficult for him to move. And when it's difficult for somebody to move, Michael Malone said this, I didn't write this in the article, that if you are in a situation where you can't play 100%, you probably shouldn't play. And he is taking Porter's side in this. And I think the team has told him, hey, take as much time as you need to get back right, to get back healthy. They will survive. And so far they have. Nine games that he has missed, they are six and three in those games. They've managed to make it work. Sometimes it hasn't felt good, but they've survived. And because of that, the hope is that Michael Porter, when he does come back, can kind of hit the ground running a little bit and give Denver some reinforcements. Will he be back on Friday? In LA, when Denver goes to face the Lakers? I don't know. Will he be back on Sunday when Denver, uh, gosh, who do they play on Sunday? I don't even remember who they play, but they're playing in, they're playing at home on Sunday. I do know that. That would be my guess. My guess would be that he's back on Sunday, not necessarily this Wednesday, not necessarily Friday when you have to go on the road. My guess is he's back on Sunday and we, we get a good vision of how Denver can play while he's back out there. Because Denver needs a back out there. They've got to work on some stuff. they got to figure some things out. And I think Denver was at kind of a different place as a team when Porter went out. Uh, they were kind of working through some things, but for the majority of it, there were everybody was feeling pretty good. You just kind of had some weird losses here or there where uh, Jokic missed some time, and then Murray and Gordon missed a game against Dallas, and like that stuff happens. But Still certainly feels like Denver, uh, they need to work those guys back in, for sure. The next most important thing, and probably the, uh, we also talked to Christian Brown. I didn't mention a lot of what Christian Brown said today. It's not that it wasn't valuable, but he's, he's in a different stage in a different position where he's talking about a lot of the transition from college to pro, talking about a lot of the film work stuff and how much he is having success and things like that. I, it's it's important stuff. I can talk to you about it if you if you bring it up to me in the comments of this podcast. But I will uh, just hold off on that for now. I do think that Christian's playing well and he deserves some shine. Uh, just got to get some more time in there. 
but the most important thing, other than MPJ's health and kind of the rest situation that came from today, there were a lot of questions about defense. A lot of questions to Michael Malone specifically. Aaron Gordon also answered a lot of questions about defense today. Michael Malone led off with this. He says, quote, I told our guys today, I said, listen, right now our defense is ranked 26th. In clutch games, we are the number one defense. The last two fourth quarters, our defense has been great. So you're showing me that you can do it. But now the challenge is to do it a lot more often, a lot more consistently. And if we do that, I think we can go on a run where we protect our home court and win at a high level. And to be clear, he's right. The offense has never been an issue. Denver has a, I don't know if it's historic offense, but it's very close. And Michael Porter hasn't played in any of the last nine games, one of the best shooters in the world. Denver at this stage, they are working through defensive issues. You have to hold on to hope that the clutch defense, when Denver kind of has to turn it up, they have to really lock in on their defensive assignments, really make sure that they aren't letting games slip away. The fact that they're number one and number one with the bullet, they are so far ahead of the rest of the competition here. The fact that they've been so good in those clutch games, I think, tells people that, hey, there is potential here. It's not like this is a completely lost cause, even though the defense during the rest of the time has not been very good. I asked Michael Malone if the if he thinks the Nuggets are kind of procrastinating on defense. That I, I didn't specifically mention defense at the beginning, but he wanted me to amend that, and I did. And he said, quote, I'm not sure if it's procrastinating. I'm not sure if it's, hey, we can turn it on in the fourth quarter. We can outscore teams because our offense is elite. But it's just not good enough, whatever the reasons are. We have to come out in that first quarter and guard like we have in the fourth quarter as of late. There is something to be said for that, of course. Honestly, I think the fourth quarter hasn't been that big of an issue. Fourth quarter defense, or uh, first quarter, excuse me. First quarter defense has been fine for Denver. If anything, it's been good. The biggest issue for Denver is their second quarter and their third quarter defense. The time's in the middle because Denver likes to get off to a hot start. They are usually very good at the beginning of the games and very good at the end, both offense and defense. So they get out to these big leads and then they retain their leads right at the end of the game. The problem is that in the middle, other teams are wiggling their way back into it or even generating a lead themselves where they focus and they go from minute to minute and just chip away, chip away, chip away until they suddenly have a lead. And it doesn't necessarily feel like opposing teams are doing anything crazy until you look up and the score is 45 to 43 in the second quarter and you've lost your lead that you had when you generated it with Nikola Jokic on the floor. So Denver at this stage, I think they are procrastinators. I think they are a team that knows how talented they are on the offensive end and is willing to just kind of get through it until the time where they really need to try. Now, that's not a championship mentality. And Aaron Gordon said to the media today, quote, we need to pay a little bit more attention to detail throughout the game on the defensive end, a little bit more urgency throughout the game. And Gordon's exactly right. It is one of those things where you know it when you see it. And this team 
they have decent defensive personnel. There's no doubt that they can do some of the things. It's mostly just about executing what they're being asked to do on a more consistent basis. Gordon also shared a quote. He was asked by Eric Goodman about how Denver plays to the level of competition, but I listened to it and thought, yeah, you could also say this just about the defense in general. He says, quote, it's about us. When it comes down to it, it's not really about the other team and the competition. It's about the standard that we hold ourselves to and the principles we hold ourselves to. Right now, the Nuggets aren't holding themselves to being a good defense. They don't care. They really just don't care on that end specifically. In general, I think there are certain players, Gordon among them, that care about the defense, that want the defense to be good. I think everybody in general wants the defense to be good, but there are some guys that know, hey, we could survive at various moments, and I don't necessarily have to go all out at this point in the game, this second quarter or this early third quarter, because that's just not necessary. Now, what I'm here to say is that that is when teams like Golden State or Phoenix or Boston, that is when those teams excel. And the reason for it is because they catch a team unaware and then they blast them to kingdom come. That is what a great team will do, is they will take advantage of your weakest moments and turn it into their greatest strength. The Nuggets have not learned that quite yet, or they just don't care about it quite yet. I don't know which one it is, but I do plan on kind of digging into some of these numbers here. I have discovered very, very many numbers. I am going to share them in the second segment. And we are going to get to the bottom of why the Nuggets have struggled with defense the way that they have and why it may not be as bad as people think, but we may have to wait until the third segment to really figure that one out. So when we come back, we are going to do a deep, deep dive on what the defense is going through. But first, everybody, Superbook Sports is your friend when it comes to football betting, basketball betting, anything that you want with Vegas-style wagering in the palm of your hands. And now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if that bet wins or loses. You don't have to be there to enjoy the sport. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pick Axonor. Jackson Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's dive in now. Let's talk about this defense. Let's figure out what the heck is going on. Because my intention on this is to diagnose the problem. Because sometimes the problems are more, I think, elaborate than just saying, oh, the Nuggets are tired, or oh, the Nuggets have been on the road, or oh, uh, Denver's not trying enough, or oh, the scheme is different, or things like that. Or, oh, they just don't have good defensive players. Because I don't think any of those can really fully explain what's going on right now and why Denver has struggled the way that they have. Right now, let's start with this. I'm using cleaning the glass because they do a great time, a great job of filtering out garbage time for every team. They do a great job with that. Like once the game gets out of reach, 
you don't count those other minutes, which can sometimes, I think, adjust what the actual game flow looks like from a numbers perspective. Because we want to know what happens when the game matters. Right now, Denver has a 116.2 defensive rating on cleaning the glass. That is 28th ahead of only San Antonio and Detroit, the two worst teams in each conference. That's bad. That's objectively really, really bad. And it gets worse when you think about what they're doing in the half court and transition. Right now, they're 27th in half court defense, where they're allowing a certain number of points per possession that ranks fourth worst among all teams in the NBA. The interesting thing about what they're doing, though, is a lot of the plays are coming from the half court. Not a lot of plays are coming from transition. Teams are running just 13.8% of their plays in transition against the Nuggets. That ranks second fewest in the NBA. And why that matters is Denver at this stage, they are having more, way more half-court possessions than some other teams. Denver's 29th in transition defense, second worst in the NBA. So if they were allowing more transition defense, then the opposing team would be even better. Opposing teams would be scoring at an even higher clip than what the Nuggets have allowed right now. So Denver's doing a good job of getting back. They're kind of mitigating what could be a complete disaster. The problem is is that no matter whether teams get into the half court or get into transition, the Nuggets have been comparatively horrible. You don't usually see that. Or you see it from the worst defenses in the NBA. And I think, like, based off of Denver's profile, you could probably say, yeah, they're the one of the worst defenses in the league. Objectively. Now, there are some reasons for that. And there are things that we can get into as to why the Nuggets have done what they've done. Let's break this down by the type of offense that the Nuggets face. Because sometimes you play a bunch of really great offenses at the beginning. Sometimes you play a bunch of really bad offenses. So far, Denver has played 26 games. Nine of them have come versus top 10 offenses, so hard matchups. Five have come versus middle 10 offenses, so average matchups. 12 have come versus bottom 10. And Denver has been bad in all of them. The Nuggets rank 27th in defensive rating when facing a top 10 offense. They allow 121 points per 100 possessions. That's bad. In those nine games, they are four and five. So their offense has not been able to save them in those games. Their offense only ranks its 114.4 points per 100 possessions that they've scored, which only ranks 11th. So Denver, when they're getting scored on a bunch, has struggled to keep pace. Sometimes that's because the teams that they're facing are really good defensively, like the Boston Celtics. Uh, There are some other matchups out there that I think you could point to as well, Uh, the Pelicans being one. Other times, it's just because Denver can't keep pace with the strong offense that they are facing. But they're four and five overall. They have the point differential of a 25-win team during that stretch. So when Denver faces top 10 offenses, they have been bad, like really bad. Their record probably is, doesn't even represent just how bad they have been. Now, middle 10 games uh, where they have the five games versus the middle 10 offenses in the NBA, Denver ranks 24th in defensive rating. 
116.6 defense. Uh, that's a few points per possessions fewer than when they face top 10 offenses, but that's not really a surprise. That happens to everybody. Denver has a 3-2 and two record in the games where they play against average offenses. They score 117 points per 100 possessions, slightly better. That ranks 5th compared to the 11th ranking that they had against the top 10s. And their point differential in these games is closer to that of a 42-win team. They're average, an average team when they face top 10 offenses, or middle 10 offenses, excuse me. The games where they're facing bottom 10 offenses, you would think they'd be better. And the record has been better. 9-3 and three record during those games. The problem is that the Nuggets rank 25th in defensive rating in those games where they're facing bottom 10 offenses, 112.4 points per 100 possessions allowed in those particular matchups. Now, Denver scoring 120.6 points per 100 in those games, and their point differential has been freaking awesome. They have a point differential of a 60-win team when they're facing a bottom 10 offense. But what this breakdown is saying to me is that no matter whether Denver's facing a top 10 offense, a middle 10 offense, or a bottom 10 offense, they're horrible. Their defense has not been able to survive in any of those cases. What that says to me is that there is a fundamental problem. It's not necessarily like there isn't a talent problem. I don't think that that's what's going on right now. I think that Denver is just bad defensively against every team because sometimes you'll see this. Sometimes you'll see how Denver plays or like how a specific team will play, will face and they'll be like, okay, so against the top 10 offenses, you're one of the worst teams in the league, but against the bottom 10 offenses, your defense is actually average or fine or like it's, it's reasonable in those cases. Denver has not been comparatively good in any of those circumstances, it's been no matter who it is, they've given up points, at least in comparison to the rest of the league. So we don't really learn much from this other than Denver's still a bad defense. Now, the Nuggets' defensive rating when Nikola Jokic is on the floor is important. 113.7 points per 100 possessions. 113.7 is in the 43rd percentile. That is just below average. It's not like that bad. It's not to that point where teams can be like, okay, we are super happy about this number, but you can't be super disappointed with 113.7 in the modern NBA because the average offensive rating is 113.1. So Denver is slightly below average when Nikola Jokic is on the floor. Now you've had moments where KCP's on there and Aaron Gordon's on there and Bruce Brown, and you've got some good defenders that Nikola Jokic is playing with. But the point being is that the, the minutes where Jokic is playing have not been the most problematic. Here's kind of breaking down the four factors of that. Denver's just giving up a lot of made shots right now. They are seventh percentile ineffective field goal percentage allowed. That is horrible. Just about as worse as you could possibly get. Teams are making everything when Nikola Jokic is on the floor. But what they're not doing well is anything else. The Nuggets are grabbing a whole bunch of defensive rebounds. 
They are not fouling a ton. They're forcing an above-average number of turnovers when Nikola Jokic is out there. So they're making up for the fact that teams are scoring just a heck of a lot on Denver. Now, EFG percentage allowed is probably the most important of the four factors. So the fact that Denver is like, you can't just let that go. The Nuggets have to be better at preventing makes. Like, that's just, it's that simple. You can't compromise the rest of your defense to do that. Like, if you set, if you just sell out at that point and try to prevent the shot or prevent the make, sometimes you will allow an offensive rebound. Sometimes you will foul somebody and then they'll be at the free throw line. Denver's been pretty good when Joker's on the floor at all of those other things. But what this says to me is that they're not aggressive enough when Joker's out there. So they have to get into the bodies of people. They've got to toe the line a little bit. They have to practice towing the line a little bit in order to figure out just what level they need to play at in order to prevent teams from just getting those easy shots. Because I'll tell you this, if their EFG percentage allows allowed goes from like 7th percentile to 40th percentile, that will drop the defensive rating down to like 110 by itself. It is not hard. It is not that far. Denver does not have to go that far in order to get the defense good with Nikola Jokic. Everybody has to buy in. Everybody has to try. You have to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more purposeful in terms of what to do. But it is not going to be that challenging for Denver to improve the defense with Jokic on. And now let's transition to when Jokic is off the floor. This is mostly the bench lineups. This is when Jokic sits. This is when he is out for a game and Denver starting somebody else. The Nuggets in this stage are allowing 120.4 points per 100 possessions. That is in the sixth percentile. That is why Denver is a bad defense. That in in particular right there. They are 45th percentile in EFG allowed. So like it's not that bad. That's actually not the worst thing in the world. The problem is everything else. It is literally the opposite of what happens when Jokic is on the floor. When Jokic is off the floor, the Nuggets don't allow as many made shots, but they give up more offensive rebounds, they foul more, and they don't force as many turnovers. That is crazy to me. That is a crazy thing. So I went a little bit further. You've got the defensive rating with Jokic at center at 113.7. Now, what's the defensive rating look like when DeAndre Jordan is at center? 114.3. Well, wait, Ryan. Didn't you just say that the defense is way worse when Jokic is off the court? I did. The defensive rating with Zeke Naji at center is 130.5. 130. That is 17 points per 100 possessions worse than when Jokic is on the floor, which that is bad. That is really bad. And it's not just the defense with Naji. It is the offense too, because it's 98.3 points per 100 possessions that they score, which is horrible. So Denver has a minus 32.2 point differential with Zeke Naji at center. That is in the zeroth percentile. The worst in the NBA. 
Now, the defensive rating with Zeke Naji at power forward, next to Nikola Jokic or DeAndre Jordan, 94.5 in just 100 possessions. That is drastic. That is insane. And here's, here's the thing. 100 possessions is small sample size, to be clear. There is no doubt in my mind that that number is going to go up if Zeke Naji plays more. Because I just don't believe that he's a, a better defender than Aaron Gordon, to be clear. But against some bench lineups, when you have Jokic out there or you have DeAndre Jordan out there and you have Zeke Naji at the four, Denver's had some success. They've had some serious success with that group. That's kind of surprising to me. I didn't really expect that, but Denver, they haven't really played a lot of it. It's been mostly Jeff Green at power forward, which he's been fine as the backup. Not great, but the offense isn't great with him out there either. So not really sure what to think with that group. With Zeke Nagy out there, it's been fantastic. Just actually like they've, they've been very, very productive. I'm not sure how to parse that. I feel like there have been some moments where Najee and DeAndre Jordan together has been bad. It might just be one game. It might just be a couple moments here or there. But that's my anecdotal belief is that there have been some times where it's been good. There have been some times where it's been bad. But the most important thing to know is that the numbers say that Zeke Najee at center has been horrible and that the numbers say that Zeke Najee at power forward has been incredible, especially on the defensive end. I'm not surprised by this because I do think that Najee is a power forward. I think that trying to foist him into being the center has really made us discover that that's not who he is. He is not a big, or he's a big, but he's just not a center. He might be able to do some stuff in the playoffs at the center spot where you're just switching everything. You're trying to simplify things. You're not running your traditional stuff. You're just matching up. But During the regular season, where you need somebody who can screen, you need somebody who can play drop coverage, you need somebody who can direct the defense and rebound, I am not surprised that DeAndre Jordan at center has been way better defensively than Zeke Nagy at center. Some folks are not going to like that. Some folks are going to believe that, Ryan, you are cuckoo. You are crazy for saying something like that. I am telling you, it is true. And you can believe me or not, but that is probably the most important thing when figuring out, okay, what's going on with the defensive rating when Jokic is off the floor? DeAndre, it's actually been fine. It's the offense when he's out there that needs to improve mostly. But I think Denver can figure out how to do that. And I'll talk about that tomorrow, uh, just trying to figure out how to navigate that aspect of things. But defensively, specifically defensively, Denver might need to take a look at Zeke Nagy at power forward instead of Jeff Green. It's one thing I would experiment with. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the big questions surrounding surrounding the defense. I'll give you some more numbers, and we'll talk about whether Denver is okay or in trouble. We'll be right back. All 
right, we're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this one up by going through the big questions. What's going to take Denver from getting to the worst possible defense that they've been to a better version? And, and is that enough? Is that good enough? I don't know what the threshold is right now for winning a title. Denver at this stage has been such a great offense that I'm not sure how many teams can actually stop them from being the version of offense that they need to be. We'll go through some of those numbers in tomorrow's podcast where I sort of do a similar breakdown. Okay, how has Denver fared well in certain situations? Let me tell you, Denver's actually done a great job against top 10 defenses. So I don't know if a team can stop them. I really don't. But what is the threshold for good enough on the defensive end to win a title? Usually it's top 10. Usually you have to be a top 10 defense in order to win. This year, I do not think that's true. I think teams need to be competent enough, but because of how much parity there is in the league, I honestly think it's just going to come down to matchups and willpower for most of it. Denver has such a strong offense that they don't have to become like elite on the defensive end. They just need to be good enough. And I think that's top 15. I think that's just an above average defense. You just got to get yourself to the dance, not necessarily make that your calling card. Although Denver, they have made that their calling card in the clutch. Maybe that's something that they can translate to more intensity in the future. Now, if top 15 is the goal, what takes Denver from 28th to 15th? Currently, the Nuggets are allowing 116.2 points per 100 possessions. 116. Not great. The 15th place, 15th ranked New New York Knicks are allowing 113.1 points per 100. So that is a three point per 100 difference. Denver's got to get under 113 in order to be good enough. That is my opinion, at least as we see it right now. That number actually might come down as teams get a little bit better, as that things get a little bit more intense. So I think to be safe, the Nuggets probably have to get down to like 112 in order to really justify everybody's thinking about them. So how do you get there? How do you go from point A to point B? What does Denver have to do? I firmly believe that Denver can shave off two points per 100 possessions of what they're doing by simply trying, by simply focusing in, locking in for the entire game and playing with an improved level of attitude, effort, and execution throughout the year. I firmly believe that. That might be simple. That might be something that you weren't expecting to hear. Or maybe it's just like, okay, Ryan will give us something something actual tangible to really improve. I can't. I really can't. I think the most important thing for the Nuggets, it just has to come from within. You have to be willing to do it and be willing to try. I do believe that the capability is there. It's just more so about going the extra mile to be that version of yourself. So if they shaved off two points per 100 possessions by simply trying, by being better with their effort and execution, that gets them to 114.2 points per 100, which would rank 23rd. It's not good enough. Probably not. Like you're going to need to do a little bit more. But wait, there's more. 
Here is a detail that I neglected to share in the second segment. On the road, the Nuggets allow 119.3 points per 100 possessions. That ranks 28th in the NBA. They've been a bad defense on the road compared to other teams. Really bad. Like like borderline, actually, no, they are terrible. And they are nearly the worst in the NBA. However, the Nuggets only allow 110.9 points per 100 possessions at home. That ranks 14th right there. That ranks 14th. So if you average those out, that gets to about 21st in ranking. 21st, 22nd, whatever you want to call it. What that says to me is if you average those out and Denver plays the same number of road games as home games at the end of the year, I think that Denver can get up to 21st or 22nd defensively by just playing more home games in general. You don't have to do anything crazy. You just got to play in front of your home crowd. The Nuggets have played the most road games in the NBA. Play more home games and you'll probably be more successful. I'm not I'm not like not inventing the wheel here or reinventing the wheel. I'm just saying balance out the schedule a little bit. Maybe you got something there. Maybe it's not as bad as it seems. So I'm going to say chalk up another 1 point per 100 possessions going forward in defensive rating reduction just by simply playing more home games. So if you drop down the 2 points for improved effort and execution and another 1 point for just playing more at home, you get down to 113.2 points per 100 possessions. That would rank tied for 17th in the NBA. That is impressive. You don't have to do that much. You just have to try a little bit harder. You got to play more at home. And good thing for Denver, they're playing at home a lot over the course of these next couple months. That's something that they're going to be doing pretty consistently. Now, is that enough? Is it enough for Denver to get out of the bottom 10 defensively by just playing at home and trying harder? Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe Denver can get there. But I do think that there are still guys that can play better. It's not just trying harder. It's playing better. It's executing what you're trying to do a little bit better. Here are some players that I think just simply need to be better within Denver's rotation. Bones Highland, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Davon Reed, Nikola Jokic, DeAndre Jordan, and Zeke Naji. The other five guys within Denver's rotation, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Christian Brown, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, Jeff Green, I think those guys are fine. They don't really need to change much of anything, especially during the regular season. People forget that Michael Porter was doing some good things defensively. He was trying hard. That's the most important thing. And with his athleticism and his size and his ability to rebound, I think that he's going to continue to have a relatively positive impact as long as his head is on straight. I think it will be. Jeff Green, he is what he is. It's hard for me to ask him to do more because I think what we saw last year is that when Denver asked him to do more during the regular season, he tired out. He was not the same version that he needed to be in April. He was way better in January and February. 
and then really slowed down later in the year because he just didn't have that much left to give. So if Denver asks him to give more, that doesn't seem like a good idea. KCP, Christian Brown, Aaron Gordon, those guys get good grades. Aaron Gordon, I also just believe in. Like, I don't think he has had his best defensive season so far this year, but I think he will. I think he's one of those guys that you ask him to really amp it up, and he will amp it up, no doubt. Here are some guys that simply need to play better. Bones and Jamal. Let's start with Bones and Jamal. For different reasons, those guys have been, I think, Denver's weak links on defense this year. Bones is consistently taken advantage of due to size. And when it's not the size, it is the miscommunications on the perimeter. It's the not closing out to the right guy. It is the allowing a back cut. It is the not necessarily focused on transition defense, upset that you missed a shot, and then don't get back. Those are plays that Bones has to cut out. If he does cut that out and he saves Denver on average 0.5 points per 100 possessions every single game because of that, then the Nuggets are going to be in a really good spot. Like He doesn't have to be perfect. I don't think anybody would ask him to be perfect. But if he focuses on transition, he's probably Denver's biggest culprit right now in terms of allowing guys to get to where they want to go in transition offense. Bones has to be better. If he's going to be a part of what Denver wants to do, he's got to be a guy that takes that responsibility and that onus upon him. I think it can be better. I do. But it has to be a mental switch that he has to flip, and it's got to be soon. I think he's been Denver's biggest culprit. Second or third biggest culprit has been Jamal. Part of that is the ACL recovery. Part of that is it's hard to re- it's hard to really focus on everything when it comes to just getting back. Jamal has had some moments where he's been taken advantage of by Dame. He's had some moments where he deed Dame up. He absolutely guarded him and forced him to pass at various points and really forced some tough shots. Sometimes a guy like Dame is going to hit those. But I think that Jamal... Forced Damian Lillard to take tougher shots than Bruce Brown. I think that's something that happened. And I think that Jamal can sometimes lose focus. He's one of those guys that raises his hand when he misses a play. And sometimes it's just because he turned his head, just wasn't focused. He's a guy that I believe can lock in and will lock in. But the offensive end has been so much more important for him just to make sure that Denver's running healthy offense going forward. He has had to get back to a good place on that end. I think offensively, he's starting to figure it out, which I think means that defensively, he's going to be able to figure that out too. So we'll see. We'll see if that actually means what I think it means. Bruce Brown, though, got to be better. Denver added him for his defense. They did not add him for his secondary playmaking. They did not add him for his three-point shot. Denver added him so that he could be the leading perimeter defender. That is his role. That is what they asked him to do. And he has not been that. There have been moments. I don't want to take it away from him. I'm also probably less versed in defense uh, and seeing somebody like his defense than I am against some other, uh, in in some other situations. Like I, I can fully understand that. Probably not the authority on defense in this case, but I don't think that he has had his best defensive season. 
which he has to. He's 26. This is his time. He has got to be better. I think he will be, but he's one of those guys that has to just simply step up. Davon Reed, same thing. He's got to be in a position where when he comes into the game, he cannot be the mark defensively. He has got to be the guy who is locked in on his assignments, not missing a rotation, and Ding up one-on-one when it matters. He can do it. He hasn't done it so far. I think he can. We'll see. Nikola Jokic. Part of Denver's early season struggles defensively were because Nikola Jokic was not trying hard enough. That's just a fact. That's just what it is. He's not been stepping up high enough in drop coverage at times. He has not been up at the level when needed to be. Sometimes he has allowed guys to drive around him rather than move his feet as well as he can. I've seen him move his feet. I've seen him done it. I've seen him do it. He hasn't had as good of a defensive season as he did last year or the year before. So we will see whether he can turn that around. I think that he can. I think he's taking it slow at the beginning. Now is time to turn it up. DeAndre Jordan. It is his only responsibility to be the best defensive player that he possibly can. He sets screens on the opposing end. He sets, uh, he tries to grab some offensive rebounds and grab some and do some lob dunks and things like that. But more than anything, it's his defense that is the responsibility of him alone. He has not been good enough. I think he's been better than Zeke, but he's not been good enough. It's where he can improve. If he doesn't improve, the Nuggets might be looking for another option when it comes to the trade deadline. And then Zeke Naji. I think that a move to the four is inevitable at this point. I think forcing him to play back up five, at some point it's got to be better than what it has been. But so far, he has not defended to the level that I think he needs to at the center spot. Some of those games, are it's still small sample size, still being affected by some incredible performances from other players. But we're getting to that point where I'm just not sure what to think and what to believe if I'm not seeing it in front of me. Zeke's got to find a way. He can find a way. We'll see whether he actually does. So that's my thing. That's my takes. I think Denver's going to get better naturally. I think having more home games having a better opportunity to get into shape overall. I think playing more consistently hard will give them an opportunity for sure. But most importantly, Denver's just got to play better. The group that they have is not a bad defensive group. It is not this bad. And yet they have been. So it's got to start at some point. Somebody has to make it a point of pride. I think one of the things that has held Denver back is that they're still third in the West. They are still allowed to be, I think, with their foot off the gas. I think that's probably the best way to put it. They do not have to have their foot on the gas because no team in the NBA in the Western Conference has really stood out. The Nuggets are still within reach of all of them. And we're going to see whether Denver needs to really put their foot on the gas sooner or later. If it's sooner, then I expect Denver to really kick it into gear here soon. If it's later, we might see them wait around a little bit and kind of lull around, see what they can do. 
I don't think that that's the case. I think that this is about to shift. All right. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I hope this podcast uh, finds you well. I hope that you gain some information from this and learn something about how the Nuggets are playing. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow following the next practice and to discuss the offense, just like we're doing the defense. That'll be a more positive conversation. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.